Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another podcast with your host, Jimmy Bayoso. Um, today, I want to talk about a subject in which, as I was doing my daily devotionals with God, where I was just reading his word, um, and I love the book of First and Second Timothy, and as I was reading it, I came across um, a certain passage that um, I just felt like the Holy Spirit re- like really made me highlight that verse. And I wanted to talk about it. And what I wanted to talk about today was holding our faith um, and keeping our faith strong. Because a lot of people think that, you know, just when, just because you come to Jesus, all your problems and all your situations in life are automatically going to get solved. And you're never going to feel anything and you're never going to go through anything. And, you know, you'll never face problems or tribulations in life when you know jesus told us the total opposite he's like in this world you will go through many things but do not fear like i have overcome the world so that's the advantage that we have in god in jesus is that when you walk with him yes you still will go through things but because he has overcome the world and now you're with him he's gonna make you overcome the world He's going to give you the grace to overcome situations. He's going to open a way where there's no way. You know, he's going to split the sea where it needs to be split for you to walk. He'll make water come out of a rock. You know, he will make you walk on waters. He will do whatever it is that you need for you to get to your purpose and to where God has called you to be. And I think that a lot of people, we get that mixed up when it's like, okay, I come to Jesus now, but I'm still struggling. Right. Um, the only thing now is that you have an advantage. You have God see the difference between, I always say this, the difference between us and a, a non-Christian, a non-believer and a follower of Jesus is that we have a God. We have him. We have the Holy Spirit and he's our advantage. The Bible says that he is our counselor. He is the one that will teach us all things. He will guide us in life. And that's why there's a lot of people here, here using like the evil eye. They're out here using this whole red ribbon thing um saging and all these things because they're looking for guidance when you know all those things are false are not real it's a deception our real help and our real guidance is the holy spirit that's what the bible says that that's why jesus sent us his spirit so he can teach us all things he can guide us through all things he will be our wonderful counselor so you know if you're looking for guidance if you're looking for truth if you're looking for something to guide you someone to guide you let me tell you that's the spirit of God. It's only Jesus Christ. Nothing in this world, no other ritual, no other God, no other thing in this world will able to guide, be able to guide you but Jesus Christ, the ultimate supreme truth. So as I was reading Timothy um, in chapter 1, verse 18, it says, um, This charge I commit unto you, Timothy, according to the prophecies which were before on thee that thou by the mightiest war a good warfare see that you might fight a good battle that you might fight a good faith see the bible always talks about when it talks about this journey says fight the good fight of faith like it's a war this is spiritual warfare you know like the spiritual world is real like darkness is real but so is Jesus, and Jesus overcame darkness. And what Apostle Paul was telling Timothy is like, hey, get it together. Like, you know, 
I'm charging you with this, according to the prophecies that we're giving on to you, that, that, that you may fight a good warfare, that you may fight a good fight. See, the Bible also refers to us as soldiers in Christ. We are soldiers of God. You know, if you're watching me right now, this is a battle which we're fighting. This is a, a warfare which we're fighting. But let me tell you this. The outcome of this warfare is that you're going to win. See, if you're if you and what do I mean by spiritual warfare? What do I mean by battling? If you're battling with a specific sin, if you're battling on your Christian walk, if you're battling with your family that you be, you you became a Christian, you started following Jesus and your family is really against it. At job, people are persecuting and criticizing and judging you because you're following Jesus now, you know, on social media, whatever battle or warfare that you may be going through, whether it be a mental battle, whether it be a health battle, whether it be an addiction battle, whether it be you know, a job battle, you name it. Let me tell you, the Bible is telling us right here that we must have a good warfare. We must fight the good fight of faith. And if you're watching me, if you're listening to me right now, you might be like, okay, Jimmy, I'm in this battle, but I can't, you know, these, these wounds are getting to me. These bullets are getting to me. You know, these attacks are getting to me. Instead of getting stronger, I feel like I'm getting weaker. What do I do? You know, because when, when you're in a battle, when you're in a war, there's bleeding. You know, there's a lot of destruction. There's a lot of pain. But let me tell you, there's beauty in pain. If you're listening, if you're watching me right now and you're being discouraged, you feel like life is hitting you from the left, from the right, from all different corners. Let me tell you, there's one who fights for you. There's one who will not wave the white flag. He will fight for you because Jesus said, the word of God says that if he who is in me, he who is in me is greater than he who is in the world. So let me tell you, the answer is inside of you and it's the spirit of God. See, the word of God made it so clear that he who's inside of us, if you have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the spirit of God is inside of you and he who is inside of you is greater than he who's in the world and who's in the world, Satan and all his demons. And let me tell you, the one who is in you is much greater than all these things It's much more greater than that addiction is much more greater than that problem at work. It's much more greater than that sickness in your life. It's much more greater than the addictions and the battles you are battling mentally. The Spirit of God, the one who is in you, is greater than all of these things. And since he is greater than all these things, he defeated all these things. See, they have no power over you. I always tell people the only power the devil has against you or with you or the only power he actually has is the one you give him. See, the power he has over you is because we have allowed him and we've given him or opened the door for him to come in. But since you opened that door, the Holy Spirit has given you the power to take him out and close that door. See, the Spirit of God is in you, not just to make you feel good, not just to make you feel happy. No, he's inside of you to fight this good fight. He's inside of you to fight this, this spiritual warfare. He's inside of you to fight. You know, that's why the Bible says put on the armor of God. And one of the pieces of the armor of God is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And then the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation. So you see, we have the sword of the spirit in this battle that we're in. You need the sword of the spirit, which is what it's the word of God. This is why I tell people all the time, no matter what you do, no matter where you are, I don't care how busy you are. Every single day, find time to spend time in God's word. You need God's word. 
this past Sunday, as I was I was I was preaching on my Sunday night services, I was taught I was I, w- I was telling the people and I was like, who here has ever built something, whether it be a furniture, a toy, you know, anything you've ever built something every time before you build something, what is the number one thing you do? You look at the manual. See, and a lot of us, we're trying to live this life without our manual. And what is our manual? It's our Bible. See, this is why you're not building your life correctly. This is why your relationships are failing. This is why you feel like you're walking without purpose and you're walking down a line in which you don't know where you're going. It's because the Bible says that his word is light. It's a lamp to our feet. If you don't have this manual, if you don't have this Bible with you, you're going to be aimlessly walking. You're going to be shooting the target and you're going to be missing. So we need our word of God to fight this good fight of faith. And how do you do it? Number one, the Bible says in verse 19, Apostle Paul told Timothy, holding faith. See, you got to hold your faith. And, And what do I mean by holding your faith? By holding your faith, I mean that holding your faith means that nothing or no one is going to waver you from that. Like holding on to your faith is declaring what God has already said about you. Holding your faith is whatever his word has said about me, whatever God has promised me, he is going to do it. See, like, and that's the thing is that a lot of us, we want to move by feelings. We want to move if I feel it, if I see it, when the Bible says that we don't walk by, you know, we don't walk by eyesight. We don't, we walk by faith. See, faith is not seeing it. Faith is already knowing it before seeing it. See, faith is declaring it without even having it yet. Faith is being thankful for something even though you don't have it just yet. See, that's why Jesus, when he multiplied the the bread and the fish, see, the Bible says that Jesus lifted up the fish and he was thankful. And he said, Lord, I thank you, Father, I thank you for them. And then the multiplication happened. See, Jesus never prayed for multiplication. He was just thankful because he knew he already had it. See, if you're believing God for a financial miracle, if you're believing God for a healing, if you're believing God for deliverance, instead of complaining about it, instead of saying how you're still struggling with it, instead of telling everybody your problems and everything that's going on and just always being negativity around the situation, speak faith, speak thanksgiving, say, God, I'm thankful. That's what the Bible says, that when we come before the Lord to come in thanksgiving, come before him thanking him, God, I thank you. Even though I'm struggling, God, I thank you because I'm not. Thank you, Lord, because I'm, I'm being set free as I'm being thankful. See, if, if you're listening to me right now, if you're watching me right now, I want you to just start opening your mouth right now and just start saying, God, I thank you. I thank you for my family. If your family's not safe, say, God, I thank you because I see my family in church. If you're sick in your body, I want you to just start saying, God, I thank you because I'm healed. By your stripes, I'm healed. If you're struggling financially, you don't know how you're going to eat your next meal. You don't know how you're going to pay that college loan. You don't know what to do in life. Say, God, I thank you because the same way you multiply that, the loaves of fish and bread, God, I know you will multiply my, my need. I know that you, God, are the one who's in charge of all these riches, and I know that you are my heavenly father and I'm blessed because I'm your son. See, you got to be thankful. You got to start being thankful. You need to start changing your vocabulary. You hold on to your faith by being thankful, by praising God in the midst of the storm, by praising God in the midst of the wilderness. See, I always tell people, you really know your faith when you're in struggle. You really know your faith when you're in the wilderness. See, in those moments, testing comes to really see what you're really made out of. Are you going to are you going to fight this good warfare? 
Are you going to fight this good battle of faith or are you just going to wave the white flag and you're just going to let it go and just drop everything? See, God called you. God chose you. And maybe the reason why you're struggling a lot and the reason why you're battling a lot in your family is because God called you to be the light in your family. Maybe God called you to break all those curses. Maybe God called you to stop that sickness in your bloodline, to stop that depression, to stop that anxiety. Maybe God called you to do these things, and that's why it's been harder on you. But he who is in you is much greater than he that is in the world, and you do not need to be afraid. You just need to hold on to your faith. And, and it says hold fast. And when you hold fast, you do not change your mind about it, even though people are trying to persuade you to do it. See, even John the Baptist tried to persuade Jesus on to not being baptized by him. He's like, who am I? I can't baptize you. The New Living Translation says that John the Baptist tried to talk Jesus out of it. See, when you hold fast to your faith and you know what you need to do and you know what God called you to do, you're not going to allow anybody to move you. I don't even care if they're a spiritual leader. If God told you to do something, if God told you you're healed, if God told you you're blessed, if God told you he's going to save your family, don't even allow just because you think they go to church or just because they think they're your closest friend to move you from that and to persuade you and to doubt and to add doubt into your mind, into your life. You need to surround yourself by faith. And if you don't have people around you that are filled with faith, you have the Holy Spirit. You have the Bible. And when with the Holy Spirit and the Bible in your hand, let me tell you, that will inject you with so much faith. The Bible says that one of the gifts of the Spirit is the gift of faith. Ask God to give you faith. Ask God to give you that, that gift of faith, to increase your faith. So we need to hold on to our faith. Don't allow nobody to move you. If the Lord told you to, you know, to, to not have sex until you get married, because the, because the Bible says it, because the Bible says that, you know, we need to live holy lives. I don't care what anyone else is doing. I don't care if your friends are calling you weird for that. I don't care if your friends are out here just laying around with everybody. Hold on to your faith. See, if you hear everybody else cursing, you see everybody else cursing, but the Lord has convicted you and told you, just like the Bible says, that don't allow no corrupt speech to come out of your mouth. Just because everybody else is doing it doesn't mean I'm going to do it. I'm holding on to my faith. I'm holding on to what the word of God says. I'm holding on to what God has set me free from. He delivered me from all these things. So why would I want to go back into the, the same mess just because everybody else is doing it? You know what I mean? Like if everybody else is getting sick, but you believe in the power of God that by his stripes you are healed and that God was chastened, you know, he was whipped for every pain and every infirmity in your life. I'm holding on to the word of God, not what the news says, not what my friends say, not what everybody else in society is saying. If my Bible says it, I'm going to follow it. Because that's the thing I always ask people. Are you really believing the word of God? Like, are you reading it to believe it? Or are you just reading it just to get information? Are you believing it to be doers of the word or just listeners to the word and never actually walking in it? So we got to hold fast to our faith. Hold fast to your convictions. Don't let nobody make you compromise your convictions in Christ. I don't care what anyone else is doing. I don't care what anyone else else is saying i don't care if they're even spiritual people or so-called christians that are doing things which god already told you not to do hold on to your faith if the lord told you not to do it you're convicted by it don't move by the convictions of others move by the conviction of the holy spirit and that's a word for somebody watching me right now don't allow anybody to get you back into the same mess which god has brought you out of 
set you free from. So, you know, don't be like the people of Israel that the Lord is setting them free. And then afterwards, they're like, no, I miss Egypt. I miss the slavery. No, no, no. Careful who you surround yourself with. Maybe you're going through a difficult journey. Maybe this walk with Christ hasn't been the easiest. But let me tell you, it's because God is taking you to a journey to bring you to the promised land. And it's so worth it. Following Jesus is so worth it. And look what it says. Holding faith and a good conscience. See, and I, and I wrote this analogy down because holding a good conscience is like this. If the alarm clock is to function, it has to be powered. Okay? If your alarm clock in your room, for it to work, it needs to be connected to the power, to the electricity. But it also needs to be set in order for it to work. See, a good conscience is powered by the spirit, but it needs to be set by the word of God. Hiding God's word in your heart will train your conscience to sound the alarm and keep you from sin. See, that to me is so powerful right there. Because it's like your spirit is the alarm clock, right? And it needs to be powered by the spirit of God, but it needs to be set in order for it to tell the time. And how is it set? It's said by the word of God. And when you're set by the word of God and you hide God's word in your heart, the word of God, the spirit of God will train your conscience to sound the alarm and keep you from sin. See, the more you fill yourself up with the spirit of God and the word of God, the next time you're out in this world, the next time you're at your job, in the train station, talking to a friend on the phone, on social media, as soon as sin wants to knock at your door, as soon as sin is creeping up on you, the alarm is going to start going off and telling you, hey, 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 don't do this. Hey, don't take that. Don't take that route. Hey, don't talk to this person. Hey, don't indulge in this conversation. Don't indulge in that scrolling. See, when you're filled with the spirit of God and his word, the word of God is just going to start setting that alarm in your conscience. That's why it says holding your faith and a good conscience. There is no other way to have a good conscience except by the word of God. You need to hold God's word in your heart. You need to fill yourself up with it. You know, start a daily plan, a Bible plan on the Bible app, you know, start just reading it from Genesis to Revelations. Ask the Holy Spirit, Spirit of God, where do you want me to start? Maybe you're listening and watching me. Right now, you want to start like me. Right now, I'm on 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy. And honestly, I read those books over and over and over again. They're so short. And I love them because there's so much wisdom found in them of Apostle Paul telling a young Timothy how to, how to live this walk with Christ, how to, how to pursue God, how to live righteously, how to walk in purity, how we should be an example to other believers as well, and how to fight this good fight of faith. So you need to hold a good conscience. That's what the book of Romans says. And be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, you can't renew your mind without God's word in your life. And the consequences, look, of not, of not holding your faith, of not standing firm, of not holding the word of God and allow the spirit of God to work in you, look what it says then here. Having holding faith and good conscience, which some having put away concerning faith have made a shipwreck. See, like when you don't, hold on to your faith and you don't hold on to a good conscience what ends up happening is you start yielding yourself to the world 
you start yielding yourself to sin again. You start leading yourself to a spiritual shipwreck. And if you find right now yourself in a spiritual shipwreck, let me tell you, Jesus is right here. He's your lifeguard. He's getting ready to save you from you drowning. But you need to take the corresponding action to pursue God now. Pick up your Bible. Allow the Holy Spirit to fill you and start walking and holding your faith and not allowing the people around you to move you. Now allowing false teachings to move you. That's why it's very careful who and what you listen to on YouTube. I'm going to say that right now. Just because they got the title pastor written in their name, just because they're a Christian podcast or a Christian speaker, does not mean everything they say is good. That's why the Bible says, test every spirit. You know, we have the spirit of God to teach us all things. And because of that, I'm not saying you can't listen to people and you can't watch people. Of course not. But be discerned. Have discernment. Who to listen to? Who to watch? Just because they're, you know, they're talking about God and Jesus doesn't mean, you know, they're hitting everything right where it needs to be. You know, we need to catch ourselves. That's why, that's why Apostle Paul says, you know, not everybody be a teacher. Not everybody teach, you know, sit down and start teaching the word of God. And this is not to discourage anybody, but, you know, let's make sure that our faith is strong. Let's make sure that before we say something, we're actually sure on what the spirit of God is saying through his scripture and what we really, you know, what is the good doctrine that God wants us to say. So I want to encourage everybody that is listening, watching me right now. Hold fight this good fight of faith. Don't allow nobody or nothing to 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 make you fall don't allow no one to destroy you and look if you fell in round one you know get yourself back up and go up in round two and if you fell in round two get back up in round three but let me tell you you're gonna knock the double out you're gonna knock that sin out you're gonna knock that porn addiction out you're gonna knock that anxiety out you're gonna knock that sickness out because he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world i love you fam Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. I pray this was a blessing to somebody. And I want to encourage you. Share this with somebody. Play this video as many times as you need to. If you're listening to me through Spotify and Apple Podcasts, replay this as many times as you need to. But hold on to your faith. Have a good conscience. Allow the word of God to become an alarm into your conscience, into your mind, into your spirit. So then when sin knocks or when uh, you know sin disguised as something good comes to you the alarm will sound and tell you this is not of the lord hey that's not good hey don't walk in that you know take this way choose this you know instead of that whatever however the lord will speak to you or however the lord will sound the alarm in your spirit be very attentive to it you know and if you guys want to give on to the Lord, if you guys want to give on to this ministry, onto this podcast, you know, you guys could do it uh, through Cash App at dollar sign walking with Jesus TV. I love y'all. Thank you guys so much for the support. You know, every time you guys sow, you guys are sowing into the gospel and everything we do. I love you guys. Like I said, share this with somebody. Leave a comment, like this video, subscribe, and I'll see you guys on the next one. God bless.